0: Welcome to the Hashtag Finance Podcast. I'm here today with Steve White, CEO of Harvest Health and Recreation. Hi, Steve. How are
1: you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Thank you for coming. Um, I know you probably had a lot of questions today about um, cannabis in particular, but I'm kind of wondering what did you have for breakfast this morning?
1: I (laughs) I skipped it this morning, actually. Oh, no. That's pretty normal. Uh, Yeah, we didn't have time. Oh. Uh, There was some stuff that we had to get to right away. Yeah, yeah. So
0: so do you want to just tell um, our audience a little bit more about Harvest Health and Recreation and kind of what makes you unique in the cannabis space?
1: Yeah, so uh, a handful of things make us unique. Uh, First and foremost, and doesn't make us unique uh, just to us, but we are one of the multi-state operators in the United States. So there's a handful of us that are publicly traded on the CSC. Some of the things that make us unique is we are the, as we sit here today anyway, the largest in terms of licenses and the ability to open stores uh, in the United States. We're also uh, been consistently profitable. Um, So that is something that is unique in cannabis, particularly because it's such a high growth industry.
0: And when did you start?
1: We actually founded the company in 2011.
0: And Uh, when were you profitable?
1: Um, so that is a great question <laughs> around 2014 okay, uh, we wow. started to turn it really a profit. Stuck it out. Yeah, we did. We 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 were really good on the retail end. That was kind of our forte early on and we had a really strong store. We were able to reinvest those profits into cultivation and then we got, you know, ultimately got good at cultivation and also processing.
0: And what made you strong in the retail side? <clears throat> we
1: looked we The vantage point from which we built everything. And so we imagined uh, being a patient or being a consumer, a customer, and we designed a store with those people in mind. Uh, okay. And so we also were the first ones in the U.S., to actually have a normal retail display in our store, which is it was, sounds like you think, well, that's weird.
0: What do you know, what do other cannabis companies have?
1: Well, now everybody does it. Okay, but um, before? But before that, what everybody did is they had all of their products behind a counter.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah.
1: you'd walk up to the register, and at the register, somebody would pull out a tray of, right. a, of a variety of options. And there's, like,
0: jars behind, like, <coughs> a random person. Th- that's yeah. right. Okay. And,
1: and so we looked at that, and we said, well, this 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 process doesn't make any sense. If somebody wants to get to a cash register and and purchase product and leave right away, they should have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to separate the part where somebody becomes educated about cannabis and our products from the cash register like any other retail store. Oh,
0: does. I see. Okay, so it was just two different parts in the store.
1: Well, it, it was it was like any other store. If you go to a clothing store and you want to look at different shirts, oh you're going to be in an area do, doing that. You don't stand at the cash register yeah, and have somebody pull shirts that yeah. you can <laughs> then look at, right? <laughs> wow, and that's hold up against yourself. <laughs> yeah. So we, we looked at we we looked at, at what the other models were across the country and said this is not well thought through. Yeah. Let's try something unique. And it was challenging for regulators early on to have a model like that. But, um, you know, eventually regulators across the country have gotten on board with the fact that cannabis is a normal product. Right. uh, And should be treated that way.
0: Great. And so what um, is one of your best products that was shown on display that was well received from customers?
1: We have a variety of them. Um, Some of the Products and, and you're talking about different states. We have different products in different states, but our flour is often, you know, is usually. Why quite is popular. that? Every
0: the whole conversation, like even when I went to Benzink, I only went for like 10 minutes, but it was all like flour, flour. Everyone's talking about <coughs> flour. Why do you think so?
1: But flour makes up the largest segment of the revenue that people generate in the retail store. Um, and we're also sitting in Canada where flour is kind of a production capacity is everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. It's still the largest um, part of, the, uh, of, of your retail pie. Um, it's losing steam relative to other products. So the percentage of flour sold relative to other products is going down. But it is still true that more flour is sold today than it was a year ago mm-hmm. because the pie itself is growing so quickly.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and so I actually read something really interesting about um, Harvest Health and Recreation, <laughs> that you guys have 300 employees, and you are looking to hire 300 new positions. And I don't find this interesting because I want you to hire me, but because of this next part. This year, with a focus on hiring minorities, such as women and veterans.
1: So the you read that probably weeks ago. Yeah. And I will tell you that we've been adding about a hundred employees a month. So okay. we're over seven hundred and fifty today, not three hundred. Okay. But it is true it's always been important for us to present opportunities to veterans, to women, and to minorities because they are underrepresented in the cannabis industry. Okay. And so to be a leader in the cannabis industry that means that we have to do things that we, we have to be able to recognize Um, Issues and try to correct them before other people do. So that has been an emphasis of ours for some time, yes.
0: Oh, that's great. And um, when you um, started that initiative, do you kind of brand that anywhere, or is that part of your branding to say that you actually include minorities?
1: We don't. I mean, it's not part of the brand, but... uh, I, I guess it's hard that the concept of brand is a little bit amorphous to me, but it is it is something we want people to understand about Harvest Health and Recreation is that we are a company that is open to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we're actively seeking participation from the minority community because, you know, part of it is in the United States cannabis laws have been have disproportionately negatively affected that community. Uh, Why so is that? <clears throat> well. I, there are a lot of reasons. I mean, the 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 stats tell you that you are four times more likely, if you're a person of color, to be prosecuted for a cannabis-related offense in the United States, um, wow. and that's probably. I guess we could probably all admit that's probably a result of racism, mm-hmm. um, latent uh, or institutional. And so, as a leading business in a in a fa- in the fastest-growing industry in the U.S., uh, we have an opportunity uh, to affect. Some really positive social change. So, um, we're doing everything we can to do that.
0: That's great. Um, and then, do you want to talk about? I know you probably ask asked a lot, but uh, your recent acquisition.
1: Which one? Um, it, sorry, <laughs> the most
0: recent one, which is that what?
1: Verano Holdings. Yeah, yeah so. Verano. So interestingly enough, Verano Holdings, great acquisition, which we'll talk about. But since that time, we've done a big financing and acquired a four-state operator called Vacana Pharmacy. So we're okay. moving very, very quickly. Okay. But Verano Holdings. Yeah. Um, it was an acquisition that we have wanted to do since over the summer before we actually went public. Okay. Uh, and so we were hoping to actually do that acquisition before we before we were able to do it. Ultimately... Uh, The timing didn't work because it would have stalled our audit, uh, and we wanted to get out as quickly as we could um, so that we could start doing additional M&A. So we we delayed that process. We talked to them again once we got started, but then they had an opportunity to, to buy a Florida license. And then that kind of signaled to us that there would be a problem for us getting together because we now had a duplicative asset. Uh, then recently though, we had a little window open up, uh, and we, we called them and said, Hey, listen, we, are serious. We want to do this deal. Uh, and they said, unfortunately we're really close to being acquired by somebody else. Uh, and so we jumped into the fray, we negotiated a deal with them. We got it to the point of being an announceable very, very quickly. Oh, wow. Um, because they have perfect assets for us. We love the people. Um, they are, they have been consistently profitable. They care about the same things that we at Harvest do.
0: And what do you care the most about at Harvest? Uh,
1: ultimately, it's a it's about earnings. Um, earnings per share is ultimately what we as companies are going to be judged upon. Uh, and we have very similar ideas about how we get there. I
0: mean, Sorry, I should have rephrased it. What is most important to you about Harvest as a person?
1: Um, so that. That's interesting, and it depends on what hat I'm wearing, uh, and okay. I wear a lot of them. I mean, there's there's a lot of great things that we've done in the communities that we've uh, entered into. There's and what
0: kinds of things are those? Uh,
1: everything from, you know, uh, helping out little leagues uh, to uh, keeping, uh, having special programs at libraries and communities to starting 501c3 charities um, to contributing to the research in cannabis, so we've got a couple of published papers okay. in peer-reviewed re- journals. We've done all of that while still demonstrating that you can be a profitable company and still do good things.
0: Right, and that's your other hat—is the profitable. It side. is. I mean, yeah. the,
1: the 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 business reality is we are ultimately going to be judged on on our numbers. Yeah, and, there's and a lot of competition, and there are yeah, there is, you um, and so. For us, you know, we look at different ways that we can build a profitable company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are moving very, very quickly, as I indicated earlier, towards setting the foundation for that.
0: Great. And so where do you see um, Harvest in four years?
1: So the, can- the cannabis market is moving so fast, I cannot possibly uh, yeah, anticipate it, yeah. what four years <laughs> looks like.
0: <laughs> but to you, like, <clears throat> like your goal.
1: The goal is, is that, that...
0: Do you want to be the number one? Yeah. Do you want
1: to we, we, ultimately, our vision is to be the most profitable, uh, the most valuable cannabis company in the world. Okay. Uh, and so that is the mission that we're on. And we've got a handful of strategic imperatives that we think are going to lead us to that place. Which uh, are? Uh, which are uh, developing the largest wholesale and retail footprint in the United States, which today we have. Okay. Um... Secondly, acquiring and or developing brands organically, uh, and then two, uh, putting it all together on a path towards profitability. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of what we're going to do. Uh, and if you look at our recent acquisitions and our recent activities, they're all, can, they're all aligned with those objectives.
0: Good, great. And how, how do you think that Harvest is built to innovate this, this industry?
1: We have, there's, there are a lot of ways. I mean, we talked about one where we had a, where we created a retail model that had never been seen before in, right. in cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, I I tell our people all the time when other competitors in different states copy us, it's the, it, it makes me happier than, than anything. Because I say it means, that too, too to right, my coworkers. Yeah, yeah. It means just, that we're doing something right and other exactly. people admire you and yeah. they're watching. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, there, there are so many areas. So we acquired a company uh, that we we announced it in our listing statement before we went public. We closed it shortly after going public, um, a company called CBX out of Colorado. Okay. And that company is making some really cool, innovative products uh, that we are going to utilize our wholesale and retail footprint to uh, expose to the uh, entire U.S.
0: Wow. It's exciting.
1: It is. <laughs> uh, it, it's a really, really cool area for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, what did you do before this?
1: I was a lawyer before this, okay. and I had. I hear um,
0: that. I hear that. Like, I was, what is it with lawyers going into the cannabis industry? Because the law, <laughs> the law
1: is terrible, yeah. oh, okay. uh, and, and uh, you can't do. You you generally, cannabis is so thick with regulatory issues. You need a lawyer. You attract lawyers. Yeah. and then lawyers realize it's more fun to build a business. Than it is to work with a lot of different ones, mm. uh, and so there's this. We kind of are like moths to the light, right? And we just are attracted to doing like something different. How do I different. get out? We, yeah, that's it. Or a cat in a bathtub, yeah, uh, trying to get out of practicing law. Maybe that's the other way to look at it.
0: Yeah. Are they call it like a recovering lawyer? That's, uh, yes, yeah. uh, I've heard that
1: term used to describe me many times.
0: Yeah, I didn't get it, so I like Googled it. And, like, pulled up the actual meaning. And I'm like, oh, interesting. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, So what law firm were you practicing? Like, what law did you practice?
1: So I was doing business and business litigation. Okay. And I had started a law firm in
0: 2005.
1: Oh, wow. So I had worked for a couple of national firms before I did that. Started my own uh, firm and was... As happy as one could be practicing law, which it doesn't compare to what we're doing today.
0: Well, I'm not going to keep you for any longer because I know you have some plans, but thank you for coming in. You bet. And speaking with us. I know that you're very busy. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: Hi, it's Grace from the CSC reminding you to make sure to follow us on social media for the latest updates on our listed companies as well as new listing alerts. For more in-depth content... Be sure to pick up our free quarterly magazine, Public Entrepreneur, available online at thecsc.com.